Good morning, my name is Corinne Oliver and I'd just like to speak to you this morning about the second part of following Jesus, living and active. Now I'm just going to read from Luke chapter 8 verses 1 to 3. After this, Jesus travelled around from town and village, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him and also women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna, the wife of Cruz, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many other women, and they supported them out of their own means. Now, I just want to have a little look at the life of Joanna. But before we start looking at Joanna, I'm just going to give you a little bit of background. Now, Joanna was the wife of Cruz. Cruz was the steward in Herod's household, so he had a very high position in Herod's household and it'd be responsible for Herod's finance, the treasury, the, you know, the, the putting on of banquets, of you know, lavish affairs. Cruz was all part of this. So Joanna, naturally, being his wife, would have been part of it. At that particular time, Herod, who was the son of Herod, who he was the first Herod, his father was the king, who was responsible for the slaughter of the innocents in Bethlehem. When the Magi had came and they said they had followed the star and they wanted to worship a new king, that Herod, he ordered all the Jewish children under the age of two to be slaughtered. Now we're looking now at his son, Herod Antipas. Now, as I say, I apologise for you know, all my pronunciations, which are probably wrong. But anyway, we're looking at Herod Antipas. Now he, again, he was a, a, a paranoid king, a selfish king. And well, he wasn't a king, he was actually a ruler. He was never given the title of king, he was given the title of ruler there. And he was had an affair with his brother's wife and then she divorced his brother and it was his half-brother Philip and then she married Antipas. Now, at that time, John the Baptist was very vocal about it and said it was unlawful, it was sinful, it shouldn't be done, and he spoke about it. So this called Herodias, which was the wife of Antipas, married to be very, very angry indeed, and she developed a hatred and a vendetta for John the Baptist. She had Antipas have him arrested and put in prison. And then there was this big banquet, and... Everyone was invited, there was lots of food and there was lots of drink and Herodias had her daughter dance there and she danced in such a way that Herod was memorised by it. Herod Antipas, he, he couldn't take his eyes off this girl dancing and at the end he stood up and full of his self-importance and, and what he could give, he declared that this girl, she was such a good dancer, she could have anything she wanted, anything at all, just name it and it'll be yours. So the girl consulted with her mother and then she stood up in front of everybody and said, I want the head of John the Baptist on a platter. Well, Antipas had nowhere to go, so he granted that wish. And John the Baptist was beheaded in prison. And that was the times that Joanna and Jesus and the disciples and Susanna and all the other women were living with. But, but Joanna was actually in the palace when this was happening. So she knew that was treacherous times to speak out against the establishment, as we should, we should say. It was, you know, it was scary. But then Joanna met Jesus 
and it says Joanna was healed. Now we don't know what Joanna was healed of. We don't know what afflictions Joanna was healed, but it says Joanna was healed. And then she followed Jesus. So it says Jesus went around from town to town, village to village, preaching the kingdom of God. The 12 were with him, but also these three women who were named were with him. So Joanna had first hand what it was like to follow Jesus and hear his teaching. For us, we have to read Jesus' teaching in the word of God, which is a, a living and active and a holy word of God. But Joanna heard it from Jesus himself. And I just think like Joanna had all that in the palace. Now, yes, it was scary times. It was, it was, we were frightened because at the drop of a hat, somebody could say, well, I don't like what you're saying. I want them put in prison, you know, and it was, it was a, that that feel in the palace from these from the reading of john the baptist and from these words in the bible you get that you know everybody conspired against everybody everybody was out for their own self until jesus came along and joanna she found jesus she was healed by jesus and then she decided to give up everything and follow jesus now i think with a little bit poetic license i think a husband cruise allowed her to follow jesus or you know not allowed but agreed agreed with her when she went to follow jesus so there wasn't any sort of i'm leaving you to follow jesus i think they were married and that was very you know very important still and joanna had her own means it didn't say she used cruises means she had her own means to support the ministry and i just think it's a a, a wonderful picture where you're in this palace in these times of treachery and you know double you know double standards type of thing and then jesus comes into the mix of it all jesus comes in and she's healed whatever she was she was healed of and i think in that day and age people sought out doctors and physicians and you know they wanted to be healed because if you weren't healed and if you had any kind of affliction in the ancient times you were an outcast so you know maybe joanna was an outcast in the palace maybe people whispered behind her back or maybe she stayed at home and wasn't allowed in the palace because she had these afflictions and cruz was just allowed but by all means cruz was an intelligent man and he was a man who was trusted so he himself had a trust in nature and i think joanna did too so joanna went from you know being in the palace or being in the palace you know grounds or staying at home to actually leaving and following jesus and supporting jesus through our own means through our own money you know and maybe she was wealthy in her own right it just said she supported him with the other women through her own means and i just think it's it's so lovely to 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 think that even in the ancient times people give up all to follow jesus people who wanted to follow jesus and i just want to you know ask you this morning where are you in your work with jesus where are you in your living and active walk with jesus now i know that we've been in a pandemic i know that it's been a very very difficult year for a lot of people and some people it's been a very lonely year not being able to get out not being able to see people but as the world is i feel is starting to open now i want to ask you where are you being living and active as we've seen joanna she was living and she was active and it says he went from town to town joanna and the ladies and the, the disciples they were all with jesus traveling from town to town to village to village proclaiming the word of god and it wasn't just for a, a week's mission or you know six month 
I think Joanna was with him for, for years. You know, Jesus had a three-year ministry and I think Joanna was with him for, I don't know how long, but I, I do think she was with him for quite a few years of that ministry. Um, and as I say, I, I just want you to ask yourself, where are you when, we, when the world opens in your ministry? You know, are you living? Are you active? Obviously, we, we can't see Jesus in the way Joanna did and travelled around from village to village with him. But we have the word of God. We have living and active word of God in the Holy Bible. Um, and a few years ago, there was this, there was a new Bible that was brought out. I don't know if anybody got it, but it was um, all the words what Jesus said was in red. Uh, and I had, I have one, and it's it's fascinating when you open the Bible and you just see the words of Jesus wrote in red. You you see that how much he said in those three years, um, and how much he accomplished and how much he he did. And I'll just like to encourage you to get back into church, to 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 come back and meet online, to you know when we're not just all church, but whatever church you're at, to, to when when we can meet, when, you know, as I say, the world opens again, when we can meet safely and we're not having to wear masks or we're not having to be in bubbles and we're not having to be restricted, when we can sing again, because at the minute you can't meet, but you can't sing in the churches, you've got to be in your masks, you've got to wear your bubbles, um, be in your bubbles, not wear them. Just encourage you, encourage you to find you know something that inspires you joanna was inspired by jesus she was inspired to follow him she was inspired to be with him in her ministry what inspires you um a few oh, a few weeks ago i was listening to a song and it was um what a friend i found in jesus and it it just never fails to stop me in my tracks it never fails to stop me to to encourage me myself to enter into worship and um, I was listening to it and then I was reminded of a time years ago when um, of my own timeline when I became a Christian. I've been a Christian now for over 20 years. I know I was just a girl, I was a mere 13 years old when I became a Christian. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> so I became a Christian and at the Fall Church in the little Fall Church in Gated and it was it was lovely. Uh, Heather has wrote a book about it, Heather Alderson. Um, if you haven't read it, read it. It's a really good read. Um, and when I was a, a young Christian in the church, you know, you're, you're first a Christian, and I, I loved being at the fold. I, I loved being active there and, and going every Sunday. But then, you know, God moved with He moved from the little fold church, and we met in a factory, and it was on. You had to cross a bypass, so it was a busy road. You had to cross. And he moved me from there and he moved me into the um, community centre across the road. And so we had a very active church there. We, we met there and we were active and, you know, we were put on family night and, you know, we're seeing a, a lot of, you know, prayers answered and, and things happen and, and trusting in God and his word. And then from there, God moved me to another church called the Grove Church. And the Grove was a little church in Bencham and at that time i feel god pruned the church god was pruning me because um that's that's what he wanted to do at that time now the little church the grove was there was only a little band where i think when i think it was probably about 12 core people who met regular and um, some people were off on holidays some people went off on missions some people you know were struggling did they want to come you know from that area where we had lived in and being as a church family and did they want to come to this area 
and so we, we tried as a church family we were placed there we wanted to you know teach and preach and and you know bring the word of god as jesus did in the ancient time traveling from village to village from town to town and we were moved from the little community center we'll move to this little church and we felt we ha had a duty to preach and you know bring the word of god what was hard it was a hard little uh, little area that we were in people were distrusting and they were unsure there hadn't been a, a church in that little place for a number of years and yes people were un unsure of us and as i say we're being you know tested and pruned and you know stretched and one morning I went into the little church and we, we used to open up and um, we all had jobs in that little church. We all um, had like, you know, people would have, some people would do the tea and coffee, some people would open up, some people were on the worship or the preaching team, the welcome team. Um, and when we first started, you know, we shared out the jobs and for some reason I was put on to bring the bread for Holy Communion as well as you know welcome and you know and different all their different jobs well i've got to be honest i was not good at it um i would always forget it i'd have it i'd bring it buy it and i'd forget to bring it so i was always running along to the little shop when it was my turn to bring the bread for communion so my friend susan who spoke here at this church a few weeks ago said well why don't you buy some bread and keep it in the freezer at the church so there it's in and when you come in because you're always there with your husband once you're time to bring the bread you'll have it and just here in the freezer great idea bought the bread put it in the freezer what happened i forgot so on holy when we're taking holy communion it was like oh so quickly you know got the way now threw the bread in the freezer put it on defrost who knew who knew that when you defrost bread if you put it on for too long it goes rock hard it was like a rock but I remember that morning quite well. They couldn't break the bread. Well, and you know, I had got, uh, I had got like sort of level bread. So I thought, oh, we'll have a lovely time, and it'd be like the ancient times when Jesus broke bread. It'd be just like that. Well, nobody could break the bread. It was so hard. I had another job where long before technology happened, we used to have like an overhead projector, and I used to have to put the acetates on on that projector and position them so people could read them and sing. Well, people couldn't read them because I couldn't get them right. And then the song had finished. And then when I did get it right, I was a washing worship. So the song had finished, and people were tapping me and saying, "You've got to change it. You've got to change it." I was like, I didn't know where I was. So that was another job I had, and it didn't work out. And what I'm saying to you this morning, this morning, find out what you want to do in church. Find out what could be your ministry in church. It, you know, it might be technology. It might be being in the band. It might be being on the chair, on the speaking team. It might be bringing the tea or bringing the coffee or the welcome team. There's absolutely so much that goes on in the church behind the scenes, not just front of house. And I just want to encourage you to to get involved in your church, to, to to try some jobs. You mightn't be good at them, you might just think, oh, you know, I really would love to do technology. They put me on the technical desk after that. I, you know, I, I don't, and then I said, yeah, I'll try it. Well, I couldn't stop touching the buttons. You know, people were singing up, singing down, singing up, singing down. So, you know, just get to church, just try something. Joanna, 
left everything to follow Jesus and I'm just encouraging you this morning if you want to you know if you when you come to church if you want to be in ministry just just try some jobs just go to the leaders and say I really feel that I could do like a better job than Corinne speaking go for it you know just really really try and do it this morning I just think it'll be, you know, I just think you'll probably surprise yourself. And I think for Joanna, she went to Jesus, she was healed. She left the security of the palace in her job. And I think she, she was surprised. So be encouraged this morning, you know, go out, find something, find, just try something, find something in ministry. And I feel, you know, we've had a year of reflection. We've had a, a year of, you know, being at home, we've had a, a, a year that it's been really awful for some some of us and some people are still going through it you know maybe you want to be on the prayer team maybe it's the prayer team for you and you know you may think i, I really really am passionate about prayer come and, and see the leaders go and see the leaders of your church just as i say get out there and try something try something in ministry i, I really feel that jesus knows us so well and jesus equips us with everything we need and he equips us with you know things that we didn't even think that we could do and you just have to try it and as i say in my ministry i've been a christian for over 20 years i've tried lots of different things and some i haven't been very good at but i thought i'll, I'll try that i mean i've even tried baking I, people say to me of course you can bake of course i can i kind of bake i followed it to the letter i mean i remember when we did my daughter's um we, we, we did a baby shower and we did it at the church and I thought right I'm, I'm going to bake I decided not to even bake I bought buns and I was just putting icing on them I decided to put blue icing on one white icing and pink icing now the baby shower was at like I think 11 o'clock I was up at like you know I was up at half six got all the icing ready <gasps> well the white looked like grey and the nice baby blue pink was an odd shade of pink and the 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 sorry the baby blue was in just black so i had these buns with the odd pink off white in this black ice <laughs> so people were like oh you're right you really can't break bake i'm sure i have a photo somewhere i shall have to show you but as i say i just want to encourage you to try something and trust in god god is faithful and he will meet all our needs if we ask him I think we have to be proactive. We have to be proactive in asking him and trying and living. Like Joanna, she was proactive. She she was with Jesus. She was with him in his, you know, when he when he was going from town to village and she was supporting him with not just our money and our means, with our time as well. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do and support your church, whether it's Chaldean or you're listening to this from somewhere else, support your church. Now, getting back to the fort, getting back to the little grove church. When I was there, I sat down and I thought, why? Why am I here? There was barely anyone coming. It was a real uh, hard time. And I sat there on them two stairs. As you went into the grove, you went into open doors. And there was a little ramp that you walked down. And there were seats on the other side. And then there was two stairs up onto the stage. My husband was playing his guitar and getting ready for worship. I mean, there was only him, me and my daughter there. I sat there and I just thought, why? Why am I here? And I said it a few times and I said to God, God, just tell me why am I here? Why is the church here? And God spoke right to the very heart of me. And in that moment he said, 
for me. For me. Sometimes we have to go through a barren time. Sometimes we have to go through a time of pain. But through all those times, God is there. And in that little church, I continue to go. We continue to meet and we continued outreach. Now I have to say, we didn't have the floodgates open where you know hundreds of people got saved. But what I will say, it was a real time for us who were there at that time, a real time of spiritual awakening. God spoke to it in pictures. He spoke not just to me. My daughter had a, a real supernatural experience with God at that time in that church. A we had lots of people who had lots of different issues, people who come in with substance misuse, we were able to pray for them, we were able to find them help, people came in with mental health, you know, we, we prayed with them, we, we helped them, people came in with financial need, we helped them. Some weeks people came in just to get warm, you know, they had no heating on and that's the type of area we're in, but God was there with us and it, and it was a, a, a time that God was really at the centre of us, his presence was really evident when people came into the church. And one day when I was walking on the street, I was parking and you had to be careful where you parked. People didn't like you parking outside the doors. And I thought, oh, I think I'm parking outside this man's door. And he, he had all been been a bit vocal. So I went in to move my car and I said, oh, sorry, I, I, I don't mean to park in front of you. He went, are you from up there in that church? I said, yeah, he went, oh, you're all right. He didn't come to church he hadn't been to church but that was i think that was the presence of god and it was filtering out from that little church it was filtering out from that little band of merry worshipers and followers of jesus you know and you too are part of that little band you too are part of god's family you too have the the presence of god living within you by the holy spirit now picked joanna's life up at the end she was there at the cross she was there at at Jesus' death. She might have been talking to Cruz in the palace when, you know, Jesus was accused and he was sent to Herod Antipas, then he was sent to Pilate, then he was sent back, and then he was accused, and then he was on the cross. She might have been around all that. And then she went to the tomb, and she was part of the, the few women that went to the tomb, and she went to prepare Jesus' body. And when she went, the angels were there, and the angels said, He's not here. He has risen, just like he told you he would, in Galilee. And then that was it. They ran back and they told the men and they were like, Jesus, he's risen, he said he would. Peter ran down and some other followers and there were the empty grave clothes there and Jesus had rose and rose again, just like he said he would. Jesus is with you right now, wherever you are, whatever stage in your life, he's with you. And he wants you to know that this morning. He wants you to know whatever you're going through, he is there with you. Now, I'd just like you to I'd just like to read the words of Jesus to you. He says, I am with you. Surely, I am with you always to the very end of the age. He said that in Matthew. And he's saying to you this morning, surely, I am with you. Whatever you're going through, whatever you've experienced, I am with you. Right the way through the beginning to the end of it. Joanna was with Jesus, he healed her, she followed him right the way through from, you know, his ministry around the towns and villages to the cross, to his death, to the resurrection. And God is with you. Now, I want to say to you this morning, as I said, I was listening to that song, what a friend I found in Jesus. And I want to say to you, whatever you are, whatever you're doing, 
Paul's going to play it after this. Stop. Turn off your phones. Stop making the dinner. And if you listen to this in the afternoon when you've, you know, you've been out cheeky this morning for a walk or maybe, you know, you've, you feel the need for fellowship and you've gone to another church and you're listening to it later on, stop. Listen to this song. What a friend I've found. Be engulfed in the presence of God. Let God minister to you today. Let God's presence engulf you. Be living and active in your life. Whatever your life looks like, be living and active for Jesus. Now there's a line in this song and every time I hear it, it, it just, you know, it just draws me to God and it says, it would surely break my heart if we were ever to lose each other. And that's Jesus. I really feel, I think Martin Smith wrote this and I feel that was a holy moment from heaven when God gave him that line because God's saying, it would break my heart if we were ever to lose each other. So wherever you are this morning, whatever's happening, whatever you're going through, remember God said, surely I am with you to the very end of age and would break my heart to ever lose each other. So enter into worship after, after this uh, message and listen to this song and stop whatever you're doing, being engulfed in God's presence. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for all who's listened to this message today and I pray if they need a fresh touch from you, they will receive a fresh fresh touch. If they need you just be engulfed in your presence, they will be engulfed. If they need a word of encouragement or if they just need to step out in faith and be living and active, give them the strength to do that. Be encouraged, church, this morning. Jesus is with us right the way through it all. Look after yourself and each other. God bless.